Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining The Relevancy Factor, a Veronda Bellamy-inspired podcast. Guys, thank you all for joining Veronda Bellamy-inspired, now known as The Relevancy Factor. I have with us today Ms. Tony Moore, ESQ Esquire, that is. She is a wealth-building kingdompreneur who is the CEO of Legally Chic Services, and the visionary of She Leaders LLC. Instead of becoming a statistic of society based on her upbringing in a poverty-stricken community, Tony Moore has become a leading business law attorney that educates, empowers, and elevates others to lead a great legacy. For more than 21 years, Tony has worked with worked at financial firms, mid-level law firms, colleges, universities, federal agencies, churches, and the faith-based organization. Tony holds a BA from the University of Pennsylvania, a JD, and also a tax degree and um, from Beasley School of Law of Temple University. Tony also served as the representative um, of financial services, and she holds a Series 663 and 26 investment license insurance licenses, and several retirement planning certifications. Tony is the bomb. She, that's, that's all I can say. She is the bomb. It is truly, truly, truly an honor and privilege to have her on to speak to you all about kingdom entrepreneurship. What's the mindset that's required in order for us to have a successful business, for us to be a leader in our rights, whatever that is. So with no further ado, I want to welcome you on, Tony. Are you there with us? Hello, hello, hello. I am here. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us uh, and sharing your expertise with my audience here. Um, I know that, you know, with running a business, it really does require, in order for it to be done right, I should say, um, a certain level of kingdom mindset and um, business to do about ourselves that I know that you can share with us um, and really insight and provide insight to the listeners. Um, I wanted to ask you a quick question, Tony, before we get started. Do you think God believes in business? Hmm. Interesting you um, you asked that. I truly believe that God believes not only believes in businesses, but he blesses businesses. Uh, because of the fact that he wants us to live in that more abundantly. And what anytime uh, people ask Jesus about the kingdom of heaven, seemingly a lot of his parables had something to do with prosperity and wealth. And, and, and if they follow the steps with regards to the steps of just the kingdom, seeking the kingdom of God where he wants us to be, then then wealth is on the other side. I mean, Deuteronomy 8.18 says that God has given us the power to create wealth. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I am not going to create wealth from my job. Actually, job, most people use the acronym just over broke. So if you're trying to be just over broke or you're trying to live that 40, 40, 40 life where you're spending 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life to 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 retire one day and trying to scrounge off of 40 percent of the income that you once complained about, then you know I don't think that's what God wants us to have. And I really don't believe that that's where Jesus said, you know what I mean? Like live in that more abundantly, you know. So to me, yeah, God wants us 
He wants to bless us and he will use whatever he can to, to, to help us understand that, guess what? He gave us the power. He gave us the strength. He gave us the mind to not only build, but to be fruitful and multiply and dominate. That's exactly right. And so often people think that the the be fruitful and multiply is just in building <laughs> like children and families and things of that nature. No, I, I like you, I believe that it it transcends into everything that we touch and can manifest. Yes, ma'am. So with that being said, what do you, what are your thoughts about God and attorneys? <laughs> well, kind of like what um as you know, and as we've talked about uh, with regard to the relevancy factor, what's our relevancy here in expanding the kingdom. And for me, as an attorney of over 21 years, I'm always thinking about the right way of doing things, right? The right way. Is this the right way? Is this the right way? Because God says, seek wise counsel. So as far as me as an attorney, I'm actually a teacher and I'm a guide. And sometimes I find myself being a counsel, I often tease my clients, but I think I'm going to give them some legal therapy when they want to snatch weeds and snatch edges and put their hands on other people and they're not laying on the hands and they're not slaying them out in the spirit, but they want to slay them out in streets. I'm like, uh-uh, don't, don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? I need you to think calmly and rationally. I want you to think about your legacy. So for me, as a kingdom, I call myself kingdom wealthpreneur. One of the things that I always say, and people get mad at me, but I don't really care, think the game. So if you're playing the game, you need to know the rules. Otherwise, you will bow out before you get what's meant for you. That's exactly right. And I think there's purpose, significance, relevancy <laughs> in having mm-hmm. an attorney to guide to counsel, uh, to help you really, it's almost like the Holy Spirit kind of has to mesh himself within um, within attorneys to kind of lead and counsel people the way that we should go with business. So I, like you, do believe in attorneys. I think that you guys are a necessity for every business. I think every business owner should have an attorney that they can call or multiple attorneys that they can reach out to whenever the need arises. So thank you for sharing that. So you were talking a little bit ago about prosperity, right? As a kingdom, in the kingdom, um, being a kingdom leader. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, for, I was learning some things with regards to um, money and prosperity, right? And I actually want to backtrack. I did not grow up like this. I am actually from um, an urban community. I uh, sometimes, when my mom didn't want to be a mom, we would end up in um, in, in the foster care or are fostered care by family members and non-family members who would take us on. And sometimes I lived in uh, women's shelters when my mom was hiding out from her one of her abusive husbands. And um, and I I did not like it. I was it, it was very hard for me to live that existence and then go to church. At one point, we went to church seven days a week. And I just felt like it was wrong. It was something that was wrong. What I've learned since, because you would know this, and 
Um, I didn't know this, but cognitive dissonance because I was not, they were not walking it like they talked it. They talked about kingdom and, you know, when we get to heaven and heaven's gates and the pure gold and the mansions, but we weren't dominating. So I really did not know um, too much about that until I got a little older and I was hanging out with the Caucasian community. And then to me, I said, ah, that's what, that's what I didn't get. I, I, there was a disconnect. Like I heard it, but I didn't live it. And I'm a person and most attorneys, we're very, we're very, um, not, not so much as legalistic as some people are, is that we are literal. So if you're telling us one thing and we're, it, 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 it doesn't feel right because we're not seeing it, then that's where we have that dis- cognitive dissonance. We're like, wait a minute. So I was starting to, to seek out like, wait, 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 why am I hanging out with these Caucasian people? And really what changed it was hanging out at the American Bible Society where their endowment is over $750 million. And their mission is to translate the Bible in every single dialect because they truly believe that everyone should have the opportunity to read the Bible. Not just King James, Glory, because I like the English standard language is ESV. And that is actually translated by the American Bible Society. So when I was hanging out with them and they raised like $15 million in one weekend, I was like, I'm missing something. I, and now they want to get back and they want to um, help people having like a kingdom mindset. They didn't say the words, but I am going to be knocking on their door with regards to an incubator program. They were really thinking about, we have all this money. We're now going to be parked in Philadelphia. We should get back. Right. And they had a group of us together. And I have, I've, I talked, um, and I still, now I am teaching again, but for 10 years, I was teaching law, nonprofit governance, uh, leadership, spiritual leadership, and public policy at Eastern University. So someone tapped little old me from Harrisburg by way of the byways and the highways, you know, to come over and try to help out. And, the, and, and there was a cognitive dissonance because they were saying they had this idea, but they didn't know how to articulate it at our standards because all they know is 750 and dealing with billionaires and millionaires and not working necessarily with people who were traumatized and, you know, uh, or, or they weren't taught how to be leaders, but just followers, sheep and things like that. So when I started hanging out with them and I started reading the Bible and something in my soul did not like what I saw in the urban community. But then when I'm with Caucasian people, they have millions of dollars, 700. Their aim is to get a billion dollars endowment. And I was just like, Lord, I want something like that in my community. I want something for African-Americans and brown people where, you know, where people are talking about Medicaid and talking about reverse mortgages. I want them to have that level of kingdom mindset, not where the kingdom is going to come once we die. I want them to snatch down pieces of kingdom here, manifest here, be bold here and have legacy here. So that's when, when, you know, when you start asking God and the Holy Father, Son, and then Holy Ghost shows up and keeps and he'll he'll keep bringing stuff to light to you. Next thing I know, I'm writing this book called Sanctify Your Money. And then that's when it was that whole spiritual <laughs> download awakening. Like Tony, this is what this is what you're dealing with, the spirit of poverty amongst the black and the brown community. So I I I, I have kingdom heart, but my eyes think king, kingdom reality. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. We if we gotta snatch back, if we gotta decree and declare, we gotta 
send stuff over to the sea of forgetfulness and rebuke that mindset, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's where I am right now. Amen. She's preaching, y'all. She is preaching. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so necessary. You got to get to the root of the issue. Call it out for what it is so that we can Amen. uproot it and actually move forward. So in prosperity, it's available, readily available to all of us. <laughs> Not just to a select few of us, but to everyone. Uh, but you have yeah. to have the right mindset in order to actually achieve it. So mm-hmm. in what you do and working with the, the professionals that you work with, what are some of the tips for leaders? Like if someone is wanting to start a business, what tips mm-hmm. do you have for anyone starting a business or in leadership? Yes. So um, in starting a business, I would strongly suggest that they get a chance to know what the rules are governing their business. I know it's boring, but at least know. Like, if you were going to start a restaurant, find out what the rules are. If you're going to start a home care, find out what the rules are. Everything is statutory based. And, you know, if you were going to um, start a hair salon, find out what the rules are. And once you find out what the rules are, then you see whether or not you're one of those kingdom-minded preneurs who, because some people are very quick and they're alert and they can just plug and play and it works out for them. But then there are some people, like I was talking to a client and I said, okay, I'm going to send you a memo, uh, you know, with regards to the statute. She said, it's gobbledygook. I said, no problem. I'm just going to break it down for you until you get it so that you can articulate it back to me. So when you're thinking about that, I can tell people, oh, you need a business entity and you need to start a bank account and you need contracts and you need, you know what I mean? Think about the partnership and you need to think about build, creating a business plan. But when you're a kingdompreneur, you got to seek out what 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 purpose you have with all of the goodness inside of you. So I call it your gifts, your gifts, your information. You know what I mean? All of the uh, talents and all of the abilities, all of that inside of you. You got to put all of that together, inventory out your gifts and be like, OK, I know how to do this, 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 this and this. And then ask God. I, I'm saying we forget to ask God. We just think we got to do it all by ourselves. But God, God, with all these gifts, what what can I do with this gift? And he may say, oh, you may need to do consulting or you may need to help doing strategizing or you may be a child carepreneur or who knows, maybe you'll be an educator. Maybe you'll be an author, a coach, a speaker. But you first need to inventory out what you know how to do and then ask God. Otherwise, you will be circling the drain like me. Okay, because when I first started, I was like, oh, I wanted I, I of course, I, I love being a lawyer. But then I was like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling just law. I don't want to just do litigation. And then that's how I got into financial services. And I was like, OK, I don't want to just be commission based. I still like doing the lawyer thing. And then the rules were I couldn't have them both under the same um, umbrella. I didn't know that. That's why I tell people, find out the rules. So I had this big office and I could not use them for an estate planning on one side and a financial plan on the on the other side because I did not know the mm-hmm. rules. So I couldn't operate mm-hmm. like that. So I had too much space. So that's why I tell people, okay, inventory yourself first. And then once you identify what can I help people with, 
I can help people with law or I can help people with finances. You know, I can help people like I talk them off the curb. I can, you know what I mean? I can help them strategize a business. I can help them avoid taxes quickly, of course. Um, but, but once you identify what your gifts and talents are, then you start asking and, you know, like, what type of people do you love? What brightens you up? Because God said, let your light shine. So you figure out, oh, Lord, help me. Some people like realtors. Some people like coaches. Some people like helping broken people. You know, some people, I like dealing with kingdompreneurs because not only can I get throw the blue book at them, but I can throw the Bible at them. <laughs> So once I identified that, I stopped circling the dream. Then I started feeling like there was a purpose because I started seeing my kingdompreneurs. And I'm like, wait, if most businesses end in five years, but this is like our brilliance and this is our, you know, as you would say, our relevancy factor, what's relevant to the marketplace right now, then guess what? If we're going to burst out our brilliance, I want to help people protect it. So that's how I kind of got like, wow, I really do like helping people protect it. Wow, I really don't like bullies. Wow, I really understand and appreciate that most people don't understand this law and statute things. Uh, yeah, I really want people to build their wealth through entrepreneurship, and then I want them to reach back and help to to employ other people. Oh, I like doing this. That's how I became a kingdom wealthpreneur. No one broke that out for me. They would just say, oh, do you want to sell proprietor? Oh, do you want an LLC? Oh, do you want a partnership? We can talk about all that, but until you inventory out your gifts, your skills, your abilities, your passion, then you won't really know your purpose. See, the, the purpose of what you do is the serving others so that they can have the best life here on earth based on your skills, your abilities, your talents, your helpfulness, all of that stuff that makes you relevant to other people. You do that, then you can choose, okay, now that I'm running a business, do I want to work by myself? Do I want to have limited liability? FYI, the answer is yes. Or do I want a corporation <laughs> with a board, you know? But but that's the biggest thing. And I wish people would at least inventory themselves out and identify the group of people that they can help based on their brilliance right now. That's huge. You know, Tony, um, I have a book. It's called The uh, the pain stops today 10 steps to discovering your purpose and in that wow. book i really kind of guide the person through understanding their spiritual gifts and how to tap into those gifts how to use those gifts so they can become familiar with them so mm. i feel like your wherever your gift is that's where your purpose is it kind of mm -hmm. goes hand in hand. So, for example, like with me, I love to, like one of my gifts is um, the spirit of expectation. So you'll hear me often talk about God or post about God or I may go on a live and do a prayer or, you know, something relating to exalting God and who he is. So um, mm -hmm. with that comes me being a counselor, me being a therapist, me doing coaching, me writing a book about people understanding their gifts and things of that nature because it's all going to edify him. So in understanding the mm -hmm. gift, I think there lies the purpose at the same time. It goes hand in hand to yours. Girl, you over here giving me chill bumps. <laughs> Girl, you giving me, you I'm writing down. The pain stops today. <laughs> I will be picking that the up. Pain. Stop paying. Ten steps to discovering your purpose. Yes, that's the name of it. Um, and Love so it. there's so much in, you know, just understanding the power of our gifts. Um, they weren't given to us by happenstance. There's purpose there. So 
for sure. That's that's that that was a whole word again, Tony. You know you're good at doing that, right? <laughs> dropping, dropping, dropping whatever the spirit leads on you to share. It's so 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 powerful. Tell me this, and I know you mentioned on it a little bit, but um, an LLC and a corporation and a five hundred one three and all of that. What is the difference between these entities, these business entity types? For the most part, uh, it's a lot. That's why I wrote this book called Handle Your Business, right? And I give it to my client, my startup clients, because they're like, what is it? I'm like, uh-uh-uh-uh, too much, too much, too much. But the quickie is, sole proprietorship is all by yourself. You are, um, if, if you're all by yourself, you're working in your name or you have a fictitious name, right? And that's a sole proprietorship. Anytime someone's braiding hair or they're doing artwork or graphic design, but they're not doing it under of the rubric of a business entity, then they are a sole proprietor. Anytime someone writes a book and they sell it, as far as the IRS concerned, they are in business and they're sole proprietors. A limited liability company, I tell people the shorter end of it is that you have a business entity. It's a limited liability company. Company, So long as you do the work, so long as you follow the rules, so long as you're not messy, so long as that you're fully compliant with the law, then you will limit your liability if there's ever a problem between yourself and your your um your client or customer or yourself and maybe someone if you have a brick and mortar and they slip and fall because you did everything right and all any of your assets you keep them separate between your personal assets and your business assets including your bank account right so that's a limited liability company oftentimes people uh, start a limited liability company because they heard that they should start so they can limit their liabilities but that always remember with law there's always a loophole that can become a noose if you do not follow the rules Uh, a corporation is run by a board a board of directors oftentimes at least at the smaller level you will have a president you will have a treasurer and you will have a secretary and once again similar to a limited liability company then it is run by a group of people the decisions are made by a group of people the business is run and that the name of the business incorporated right and um if there's any problems Oftentimes, once again, if you follow the rules, if you're compliant with the rules and adhere to the rules, then your liability with regards to if you do something that's not negligent, because most people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to shut the business if there's a business. I'm going to shut the business and restart. Here's the thing. When you can't do just that because there are rules to this business game. That's why I tell people to always up, you know, up level your business game because you need to know the rules before you get played by the rules. And one of the rules is that you have as a corporation, you have this um, business law presence. You have the business law, your fiduciary, you have the duty of care, the duty of loyalty, the duty of making sure that you're paying the the IRS and the duty of taking care of your accountability partner. So you can't just do whatever you want. There is something called a sub chapter um, S corporation as well. And that's just that it's taxed at the the individual uh, partner rate. 
right? Where it's like uh, you can have up to 100 board members, not board members, uh, up to 100 members. And once again, you are run by a board, but that's dictated and governed by a bylaw. That's for corporation and S corporation, right? And there is limited liability, uh, limited liability as long as you comply with the rules. The minute you stop complying, the, the 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 more likely you are going to leave yourself vulnerable to not only if there is a lawsuit. Now, I was a trial attorney and I still do trial work, but not the long five-year, ten-year version. Um, if there ever is a problem and you say, oh, no, everything is in my corporation and there is a problem, there is going to be a litigating attorney on the other side who will want to pierce the corporate veil. And once you pierce the corporate veil, then any any of your personal assets can be subject to a judgment if you lose. Nonprofit, on the other hand, is once again, it's a corporation. Once again, it's a corporation. I'm going to say one more time for the people in the back row. Once again, it's a corporation. See, most people think of a nonprofit as just an unincorporated association of individuals who are beaten hungry. No, a nonprofit is a corporation, and there's so many different versions of a nonprofit. Most of us hear about the 501c3 which is charitable or educational or civic duty associations with regards to team sports where you see the, the, the you know the little kids but there is larger nonprofits okay and i love the nonprofits space i'm actually i'm going to make one branch of she leaders a nonprofit um with regards to we call it i'm gonna call it non she leader society and i'm going to make it into a 501c6 which is not charitable but it is an association of women like civic women board members like think networking where we are going to do business we're going to educate our individuals we're going we won't have to pay for federal taxes because we are a nonprofit corporation however we're not going to be able to have our members our members can write off their payments to the 501c6 because it is going to be um, you know uh, an installment like a fee I uh, think sororities think unions those are 501c6s okay um, so there's so many different ways the difference that most people get confused is that they say oh I can't make a profit oh <laughs> a nonprofit can make a profit <laughs> but the nonprofit cannot make a hundred thousand dollar profit and then decide to give it to all the CEO and the, all the board members no it's for that charitable purpose so with that endowment you think that American Bible Society that is a 501c3 and their endowment is almost 750 million dollars so when you run a business like a business I always say it will treat you like a boss and I always tell my kingdom entrepreneurs if you run God's business like a powerful and a profitable business then you will never ever have to worry about taking a loss hmm. I love that. It's all about the mindset, right? Yes, ma'am. All about the mindset, as you know. Yes. And being in alignment. So, wow. That's a lot of information as well. You're just like a walking encyclopedia. You remember back in the day, we used to get the, Brit the Britannica. Is that the name of them? The, yes. The, the Britannica. Yes. Britannica I, I used to see. Encyclopedia. <laughs> mm -hmm. I used to see some houses. I'm like, I want one of those. But we were so mobile. We, we couldn't hold on to that kind of stuff. But I liked it. And anytime well, I would see it, I would flip through it. 
Right. So you're that now in, in 2019 going into 2020. How about that? So, <laughs> okay. You're just a wealth of knowledge. You're a wealth of knowledge. So, thank you. Um, I want to hear like the top three strategies on attaining kingdom wealth. I know that it's all about the mindset. You probably touch on some of this in your book, Sanctified Money. Um, but like yes. just the top three strategies that come to mind for you. Yes. So for me, and it's um, interesting, is that one is with, 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 with regards to identity. You know, that's the biggest thing is that you have to, regardless of your beginnings, regardless of your messy middles, you have to identify yourself as being worthy of wealth. And that's a hard thing to do if it's always been denied or you heard bad things as a child or you have money blocks, but you have to break through that, you know, that, that curse upon a curse. And you have to remind yourself, even if you have to affirm, I am worthy of the wealth that I want. I am worthy of the wealth that I want. I am worthy of the wealth that I want. And then, so you identify with that and then I tell people that then you have to start being a good steward. So not only do you have to identify because you're a kingdom and because you are God's child, you're worthy of the wealth because your father has a kingdom and he has wealth and he has prosperity and he wants you to prosper. But then you have to be a good steward of the little things that you have. So if the, the good stewardship is meaning that not only do you gift to, you know, they call it tithes and offering, but you gift to nonprofits that you have to give to, to God, however you do that, you know, then you have to have that stewardship and say, this money is also to bless me. So if you do the tithes that you tithe to the church, but then you have to tithe to yourself. You know, most people don't do that. You don't set that money aside. You don't set, you don't talk to yourself. You don't say, okay, I'm going to give a certain pro rata to myself that I will not touch. And that's a hard thing to do. But when you identify yourself as a, as a, as a kingdom um, preneur and that your father wants you to be wealthy and you identify with that over and over again, then you break through that worthiness curse. And then you also become a good steward and that you uh, bring God into your wealth conversations by tithing to, to your church um, or, or nonprofit. And then you tithe to yourself. You put that money aside. And then you have to be able to, I truly believe, put purpose to your dollars. So you identify first that I am worthy of this because my God has given me the power to create wealth. And then you tithe to your church and yourself. And then you put purpose to your dollars. Tony, what do you mean? Well, when you do the purpose to your dollars and you just say, okay, well, this money is for a trip. This money is for a house. This money is for my living expenses. This is money is for my go out money. This money is for my coffee money. So you put purpose to your dollars. That way, now you are giving yourself agency. You're allowing yourself to be the captain of your people don't like saying budget. So I call it the wealth plan. Okay. And that you already know, even if you're at saving $5, you already saved up the $5 and now you're putting purpose to it because I know, um, what doesn't get measured becomes a mess. So if you don't measure it, if you don't identify, well, where's my money going? You know, people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, okay, then don't track your money, but put purpose to it. Okay, this is my coffee money. This is my go out money. This is my 
50 year old, I get a chance to do whatever I want money, you know? When you start putting purpose to your, your money, purpose to your profits, guess what? It's not going to be as messy because now you're going to pick and choose. Uh, I do that with my kids. I give them 50 bucks. And then if they want something, I'm like, all right, take it out of your 50. No, but that's for my Mario brother. Or no, these are for my sneakers I'm saving up for. But if I just gave it to them, you know, and said, here, 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 they don't have idea of how much they spent. But when I make them, I'm like, okay, what are you saving this up for? Okay. And anytime I tell them, I'll take that away. So you, they were like, no, this is not what I want to do. Most of us were not trained up to identify as being worthy of money, nor were most of us uh, being able to identify with not just tithing to the church, but tithing to ourselves because we have been taught to be consumers. And all consumers do is consume, including our profits and including the tithes that we're supposed to set aside. And then most of us do not have purpose for our profits. We just say, we just want to spend. Come what may, and it becomes emotional. And then the devil will always trigger our emotional side. And the next thing you know, we're broke in the pews. And that's not where God wants us to be. Wow. Awesome. Prosperity. Living in abundance. Living in overflow. It's all about the mindset. Living as a kingdompreneur. Now, Tony, everyone may not have a desire to be a CEO or mm -hmm. a boss. And that's okay. Wrong or right? Mm -hmm. It's okay for people to choose to be an employee and not an employer. Mm -hmm. So... Um, a lot of times people feel like, well, you know, maybe I'm not as significant because I don't, I'm not, a, I don't have my own company or um, I'm not, you know, the CEO of, of a business or what have you. And I just want to bring some value to those that are going in and working the 40 hour weeks or whatever hours they work um, so that they can understand that there's power and in, in significance and relevancy in what they do as well as employees. Amen. Amen. Truly. Um, my God said that we're to be the head, not the tail. He didn't say we all had to be business owners. That is a gift to be a business owner, a gift to take the, all of the responsibilities. But just because you are not the CEO of your own business, my God still wants us to operate in decency and in order. And there still must be some integrity. And on top of that, we're still supposed to be the head. There is a corporate ladder. We can't, just can't stay at the bottom and we can't just stay in the mail room. We can't just stay at the bottom rung. He wants us to let our light shine. So even as an employee, you still are supposed to let your light shine. You are still supposed to be in decency and order. You are still supposed to live above and not beneath. You are still not supposed to be owing any man. You are still supposed to be putting money aside for your children and your children's children. You are still supposed to be doing the best that you can. You are still supposed to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not to just think that just because you are a secretary, you are supposed to be beneath. My God said
said that we all have, he always had a plan and a purpose for us to prosper. He didn't say to own a business. He didn't say to have a conglomerate. He didn't say to have an empire. He didn't say to always feel like we have to be kings and queens of our own kingdom. But he did say that we're the body. And if you're the body, you're still supposed to be an ambassador to what God has for us as ambassador so that people can still say, hey, what makes you have that joy? Hey, what makes you be the competitor? Hey, what makes you so great about being a team leader? We still have the gift. So what, regardless of what vehicle, if it's going to be an employee vehicle, then be the best employee that you can be. My God still want to brag on you too, even at your corporate level, even in the nonprofit space, even in the daycare space. He's not picking and choosing. He still wants to brag on you too. Amen. Amen. So it doesn't matter how we enter the workplace, whether we are a CEO or whether we are an employee and we're climbing a corporate ladder or whatever that looks like, there's still relevancy, there's still significance, there's still order, there's still, like you said, like you said, decency and an order. That's how things should be carried out. I think that's how the family structure should be carried out as well. This is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome and powerful information. What final thoughts do you have for the listeners? Well, the final thought that I have, especially with regards to being a kingdom wealthpreneur, is always to remember that we are a conduit of the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to let our light shine. We're supposed to be the beacons. We're supposed to be the salts of the earth. We're supposed to make change possible. We always have to remember that wherever God can use us, let us. We got to get out of our own way and just say, God, whatever you need me to do, help me to be that vessel that you can use so that we can snatch down pieces of heaven here on earth so that when he looks down on us, he can get a chance to see what we were supposed to see, which is a greater destiny. So I want people, as I say, to sanctify your money, your mindset, your outcome, your necessariness, your energy, and sanctify yourself. Because once you allowed yourself to just be transformed and not conform, but be transformed, then guess what? You get a chance to just see glimpses. All you need is a glimpse. All you need is a glimpse. And then once you have that glimpse, just be speaking those things, identifying yourself as a kingdom wellpreneur that's worthy of the wealth, that's worthy of living your best life out loud, that's worthy of being who God created you to be so that you can live above and not beneath, so that you can be the head and not the tail, so that you can just live in that more abundantly. That is my prayer. That is my, that's what I'm going to be as I'm going to be setting out, knocking on the doors of black and brown churches and trying to get them, convincing them, me and the Holy Spirit, that they need a personal finance ministry. That's going to be one of the things that I'll be doing in 2020. I think that's amazing. Tell us a little bit more about Sanctified Money. How can we get access to that that book? Yes, ma'am. So we have Sanctify Your Money. It's um, currently on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million. Uh, you can go to just sanctifyyourmoney.com. Uh, to me, I will say that for someone who does not want to do what God wants them to do, I did not want to write a book called Sanctify Your Money. I'm a business attorney. That is so quote unquote off brand. However, 
when you are kingdom minded and you have prayed to God to help you to make change possible. And I'm already talking of money and structures and I'm talking tax planning and estates and probates. And guess what? God's like, oh, well, you got this. And my people need to understand that they need to shift that mindset about money and wealth and prosperity. So I'm just going to pick on you, Tony, and I'm going to make you write this book. So I wrote the book and then I started to realize, oh, wow, it's not, we can't do it. We can't do it by ourselves. But when we add God into our financial talk and our wealth building talk and our prosperity talk, then the Holy Spirit will just activate something within us to make us out of the way. I'm glad that I said yes to write Sanctify Your Money. Back in June, I asked God to forgive me for not wanting to do it because it's quote unquote off brand, but it has nothing to do with my brand. It has everything to do with the message that is right here, right now, and right real necessary. So that was a book that I wrote and I read it and I'm like, wow, I said that. And I'm just, I'm sure I was just a conduit that just wrote all of this information down. So part one is about sanctifying your money, your mindset, your outcomes, your necessariness, your energy, and yourself. And then part two is about just changing your finances, your, your financial picture, right? And then part three is all about giving you like, um, like a, a money mantras, money resources, and, and just how you can make your money work for you. So ultimately, when we understand that we have to reclaim the financial promises of God, because even in the Bible, it says, uh, Ecclesiastes 10, I do believe it's 13. It says that, no, 10, 19, that money answers all things. And it's not about just flossing. It's more about, wow, if I have the money, then I can help the sick child. If I have the money, I can help my community. If I have the money, maybe I can get a lobbyist so that the the prison walls won't be in my community. If I have the money, then guess what? Maybe the, the, the church girl won't run off to the drug dealer because she doesn't know where her help is coming from, you know? So that's why I realized that the greatest battle that we have is with regards to our mindset and our money. And so that's a battle that we have then there is a loophole and there is an answer and it's all draped into dripped into the bible awesome thoughts guess who's going to be purchasing their book tonight from barnes and noble i appreciate you so much attorney tony moore the fabulous tony moore um how can the listeners find you on social media yes so on social media, uh, when I'm talking strictly legal, I'm at Tony Moore ESQ, T-O-N-I Moore ESQ. And that's where I'm at Twitter and Instagram and also on uh, Facebook, Tony Moore ESQ. And if I'm talking business and law and godliness, then it's just MS Tony Moore, MS Tony Moore on social media, you know. That's where I am most of the time, always knocking on people's doors so that we can just live our best life now. (laughs) And guys, she's notorious for just putting stuff out there too. Um, She may may take you to church, may step on some toes and you're like, ouch. Um, But I really have so much respect for you, Tony. I appreciate you coming on and speaking to my audience here. 
I am sure some people will be reaching out to you and buying your book as well. Sanctify your money. That was definitely God. You know that. Um, I adore you. And I just thank you for joining and sharing the information with us. Maybe you'll come back and share more as you continue to build and grow as if you really need to do anymore but you know god is big so keep going and and as you do i would love to have you to come back and speak to the audience about what's going on where you're popping up if you come to north carolina and things of that nature so thank you so much for joining us i appreciate it and we will be in touch soon thank you Thank you all for joining the Relevancy Factor. You've just heard from Ms. Tony Moore, ESQ, that is attorney, Tony Moore. She shared a wealth of information with us. You guys can check her out online at Miss Tony Moore. Her book actually is available through Amazon too, so you can go on there and purchase it. The name of the book is called Sanctify Your Money, the 11th Commandment. And uh, I'm sure she'll be dropping back in to share more information with us. Again, thank you all for joining. If you would like to connect with me, get started in your personal and business development. Of course, I'm your lady. You can reach me at verondabellamy.com. Make sure you click on the discovery call and uh, we will get you booked and schedule that call and connect so that we can get you moving forward in your purpose. Hello, guys, it's 2020. So it's time for us to really take hold of life, uh, be in charge of life, to not be stuck anymore. Uh, We've kind of outgrown that season. All right. Again, thank you all for joining and bye bye for now.